Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right, so welcome everyone to this bonus episode of the Premier League Cricket Show, or it should be called this time, the European Cricket Show. We're doing something completely different here now. We're going to be following our Premier League clubs out in Europe next week. We're going to be talking to Hornchurch and Wimbledon on Wednesday. But join us now, to just give us a little preview and a sort of insight to what's going on in the next four weeks of Madness in Spain. We've got Mr Maximo himself, Vinny Sandu. How are you doing, Vinny? I'm very good, thanks, Ian. Thanks for having me, Beshley. It's such an exciting point in the season, even though it's early in our season. Uh, yeah. We've been going about a month already, over a month. <laughs> it's sort of giving you four weeks or so, just getting into it again, building the excitement up, putting plenty out there. And the gang are all ready now, aren't they? Yeah, we're ready. And, you know, the tournament coming up now, the European Cricket League, it's often the tournament that people think of when they think of European cricket and the European Cricket Network. Because yeah. it, it was the first tournament we ever did. It was the original concept to have the champion clubs of different European nations coming together mm-hmm. to uh, play for essentially the Champions League of European cricket. Yeah. First held in 2019. It was really our first tournament ECN. That's almost five years ago now. Missed a couple of years for the pandemic, but we're coming back for the fourth edition. And this is going to be the biggest and hopefully the best one yet. Well, we've got seven groups, five teams in each. Uh, and it's going to be non-stop, isn't it, from Monday morning? Yeah. So, I mean, look, it was hectic already, but... We've gone from six playing days a week to seven. Yeah. Uh, next year, it might be eight days a week. Who knows? <laughs> uh, but, uh, but the way it's going, yeah, we because we've expanded, we've included three new countries this year. So the original eight uh, from 2019, they're all still there uh, for the most part. And last year, we had 31 teams from 30 countries. This yeah. year, we have 35 clubs from 33 countries. So we've added Isle of Man, uh, yeah. Crosby, going to represent them. And we've also got 
Uh, Serbia and Slovenia represented with Stari Grad and Ljubljana, They're the teams from those countries. So it's great to have more countries involved. Obviously, you know, if more countries in Europe can get ICC status, that is one of the criteria to play in the European yeah. Cricket League. So who knows? It, it might even increase in the future. If But now pretty much all these kind of continental European clubs and then you add in the kind of British Isles teams as well. We're hitting you know, almost the max we could do at the moment as far as the ICC affiliated countries in Europe. It's going to be a busy old four weeks without a show. So for those who've not watched any ECN, and let, let's be honest, I think there's not many who haven't seen any of it whatsoever. What <laughs> could they look forward to seeing from Monday? Yeah, look, I think you're going to see cricket for sure that is just pushing the limits of what you think is possible on a cricket field. Mm-hmm. You know, the dynamics of European cricket network cricket, partly through uh, necessity and partly through design now after almost yeah. 5,000 matches. By the way, on day one, we'll actually broadcast our 5,000th match ever. And in uh, match three, which I believe is Zagreb Assassins from Croatia against Junibrescia uh-huh. from Italy in Group Incredible. A. Yeah. So you're going to see just pound for pound the most cricket action you could ever hope for. Yeah. Uh, ten, ten over matches, timed innings, the game keeps moving. To give you a few numbers, to give you an idea, you know, we average a six every seven balls, I think. We average a wicket every ten. We average probably around about a four and over as well. So in every... Every two over period, you're likely to see about four or five boundaries in a wicket and probably a drop catch as well or a sensational catch. I know that a lot of people might only know European cricket from what you see on social media or what goes viral. And, you know, that's great that people know about it. But it's not really until you watch a whole game or maybe a whole day of European cricket that you really get more of a sense of what it's about. And I think you will see some of the best cricketing highlights you could ever hope for just because of the sheer volume of cricket and and the format of the cricket throws that up. So an average score, I think, in this ECL is going to be probably 120 to 130, I would I would predict, on this uh, ground and yeah. with the kind of players that we're going to have. So it's going to be crazy. I'll make you a bet it's higher than 130. Okay. okay. <laughs> I think you might be right. And I've just, you know, what I've seen this afternoon, what, you know, we've been watching you guys at ECS Spain this afternoon, been averaging yeah. 16 plus and over. Um, some phenomenal yeah. hitting. Uh, yeah, today, yeah. Just, today was about been... 17, yeah. Yes, it yeah, was 19.2. <laughs> and yeah, sometimes it's a bit more random than others, but you know you can see just through the European Championships last September, October, the quality of those European nations growing and therefore the skills are getting better, the hitting's getting better. Everything's just improving all the time, isn't it? Yeah, well, I think that is true. I suppose what you need to recognise with this tournament coming up, the European Cricket League, it is still a club-based tournament, yeah. whereas the ECC, the Euros of Cricket in September, October, the England 11 uh, won for the second time. That is an international-based tournament. So what does that mean? It typically means that you have more depth in the batting, and the more depth in the batting, the more you can really go for it with confidence that if you get out, someone will cover you. So I, I, I think in that European Cricket Championship it was about 13.5 and over average run rate. The thing is, at club level, they are still club teams. So rather than maybe seven or eight or nine genuine bats, you know, you might have, be having four, five, six. And that does make a little bit of a difference because if you can get yeah. those early wickets, you have the ability to restrict a bit more. And also, I think some clubs, some that don't have that betting depth, their top order might be a little bit more careful. I say careful in a very loose sense of the word. Very loose. Um, That's why if I had to make a bet either side of 13, I might go slightly under it. 
But maybe we'll keep an eye on that between you and me. Yeah. But, you know, one of the really special things, and this is the feedback I get all the time um, mm-hmm. from the players that get to come to a European cricket league, it is the highest level of club cricket that you can play, really, in this Absolutely. part of the world. So, yeah. and there is something special, you know, having had experience playing cricket, you know, at a representative level and going up the levels, there is something really special about representing your club with players that you probably know a lot better on a personal basis. You might have grown up playing together. There's some really good examples of that in this tournament as well. And so to share that experience, let's be honest, the players kind of at the bottom end of the squad, let's say, they're probably Mm -hmm. never going to play international cricket. They're probably never going to go above the level that they're playing in club cricket. And to share that experience with some of those guys that you absolutely love is really, really special. And that's why a lot of people say, the ECL, the European Cricket League, the Champions League, because it's a club-based tournament. At least it's these emotions that are probably above anything else that you'll see during the year. Absolutely. And I think what you guys have done from the ECN is just phenomenal in the way you bring the teams over. You look after them incredibly well when they're over there. The the flights are laid on, the hotels, everything's laid on for these guys to get them over there and create a festival of cricket, basically. Yeah, well, here's the cold, hard facts. We're the biggest cricket machine in the world as far as Matches played during the year, locations visited. It's constant. So last year we finished, I think, 1,661 matches for the year. I did Mm -hmm. 1,000 exactly. I did my 3,000th match in three years last year as well. And this year they're planning even more, even uh, trying to get around a few more T20 National Series, Mm -hmm. maybe some even bigger stuff I can't even really talk about yet, involving associate cricket nations, even some that will tour from outside Europe to play in Europe, fingers crossed. So it's just getting bigger and bigger all the time. With that, you know, you need to be really organized. And we have become really organized. We have this machine, this organizational machine. And a lot of staff, a lot of staff have done over a thousand matches for us. To give you an idea, yeah. it's it's absolutely crazy. So it is. It, we could only be done this way if the the back end is is working. And mm-hmm. and so we're only taking this step because we're confident we can still provide that experience. And the idea that I'll give you an idea. This is a four week tournament. We're going to have eight finals days. Yeah. Eight. We'll have eight. Let that sink in. We have more than a week that are just finals days. And, Seven yeah, groups because, and then the championship week at the end. Yeah. That's right. So my gold finals day shoes, they're going to get a workout. And what makes the finals day special? Well, the group finals days, of course, each group of five is like its own mini tournament. Whoever mm-hmm. wins that gets to come back and get that experience in week four playing yeah. in championship week. Four of those teams will drop out of the competition every three days. So, mm-hmm. you know, finals day, there's an atmosphere about it. Of course, anyone in the area where the cards are oval, if you look up European cricket on Google Maps, you'll see it's halfway between. Kartma and Cohen, just off the A7059, just outside Malaga in the Andalusia region. By the way, they've been fantastic partners, the Junta de Andalusia, in supporting the tournament. I know the mayor will be there to, to give the ball to the Spanish team when they're, when they're ready to kick things off. So, yeah, it is different. I, I, a lot of people take it different ways. I think overwhelmingly, though, I think people know by now that we love the game of cricket. We love seeing it spread to new places. And this yeah. is the format that can, can genuinely do that, genuinely get people interested in cricket that might not have a natural connection to it. Absolutely. I mean, every game lasts, what, 45 minutes and innings. You're all yeah. done in an hour, hour and 45. It's not much more than a football match these days. And actually, with the way injury time has been added to football, it's shorter than most football matches these days. Definitely. Our VAR doesn't take quite as long, which is good. No, not uh, at all. You won't, and, and, and one thing, okay, again, I love my football, I'll be honest with that, but you won't see the kind of time wasting you'll see in a, in a football match on the European cricket field. We'll never stand for it. You know, now we've got the rule 
where the batters need to be ready to face in 60 seconds. And when we say ready to Five face, runs otherwise. you better be ready. Yeah. We've even got the snail graphic, which we put yeah, up saw today. Yeah, I saw that yesterday. <laughs> Polarizing. Uh, but, you know, it works. And it works because through weight of matches, we have a format that is the fastest growing format in the world. It's, you know, I love all cricket. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely do. But as far as giving more players the opportunity to play more cricket, you can't beat what we've done really in the last, well, this is our you know, fourth or fifth year doing what we're doing. So, yeah, and, super excited. And that's exactly why I follow it. Yeah, I'm, I'm a cricket lover first and foremost. Probably, as I've said to somebody yesterday, funnily enough, I'm probably more of a club cricket fan than I am anything else and always have been. Uh, there is something so different about being able to walk on the park, as you say, with your best mate who week in, week out, you're playing with. And then all of a sudden you turn up in Spain to represent your club. There's nothing more special than that, is there? Yeah, exactly. We've got the Chuckle Brothers from Hornchurch. You know, they've been playing at the club since they're eight years old. And yeah. uh, I mean, that's something special for England as well, to have two clubs representing England for the first time. And it's kind yeah. of because the expansion of the format, because we went from 31 clubs to 34, uh, we needed a 35th club to fill that spot. And normally... Only the winner is an automatic qualifier yeah. for the next year. And when Hornchurch lost the final last year, they thought that was it. They'd have to qualify. And to qualify from England in the club uh, T20, you need it's to tough. win like 12 games in a row. <laughs> you know, yeah. like it's it's crazy. Uh, but because of the format, that is the only fair thing to do was to invite the runner-up back as well for that extra spot. And uh, the way the draw worked out, Hornchurch and Wimbledon CC, uh, who were the uh, T20 champions of England last yeah. year, are in the same group. And already, I'm loving the kind of good-natured banter between the two oh, clubs. Yeah. And I actually wonder how Wimbledon will go. Will they have such a rocky start like Hornchurch had last year? Hornchurch <laughs> came. They probably watched a few viral clips on the internet thinking, oh, this will be a bit of a laugh. They got absolutely rock and rolled. Like, first game, they were like, what is this? Even with some very, very good cricketers in there. Now, yeah. I wonder how much research or how much Wimbledon have watched. And there are some strategic things that, mm -hmm. okay, your cricket brain might say, in theory, you need to do something. But if you've never done it, such as sacrificing wickets to get a set batter back on strike, such as, you know, looking out for overthrows all the time, such as turning down runs strategically to keep somebody on, strike. on strike. Will they be able to do that or not? How quickly can they adapt? Uh, everything I hear about Wimbledon is that they, they could go deep in the tournament, but this is one of the beauties of it. We just will not know until we see them. And that's the thing. They're going to have to deal with a very high-level England club in their group. Not just that. Their group, yeah. the other three teams, are a real contenders as well. One. Absolutely. A lot of people are saying that in Group B. Definitely. Let's go through the groups quickly then. So Group A, we start on Monday morning with Ginebrescia, Cobra, Skanderborgs, Heritage and Zagreb. Who's your pick of those that group? I hate giving picks, but I, it'd be it would be hard to go past either Ginebrescia or Skanderborg, the two lost teams, as I call them, because they qualify yeah. but never got to play because of the pandemic. Um, Hassan Ahmed, who starred for Switzerland in the ECC, ECC, he, he did. He plays for he plays for Ginebrescia, and you can expect to see him. Uh, he had a really good tournament. He's had a really good twelve months or so. Mm -hmm. um, but it's not just him. For Skanderborg, we'll get to see Nikolai Darmgard, who has played a lot of international cricket for Denmark. And there's, there's some very good cricket played up there. Uh, the Stingrays, as they're called, uh, Skanderborg, yeah. uh, they're certainly going to be a bit of a, a force. And the thing is, Nikolai Darmgard, he actually played for the Jersey team farmers in Championship Week last year. And he's yeah. actually also playing for Team Europe, Nikolai Darmgard, in the upcoming Western Shield in the, Western the British Park. and Irish Knights. 
yep. versus Team Europe. So it's hard to go past them. Cobras are a bit of a smoky from Hungary playing their first ever ECL. Heritage CC, I mean, they'll fly the flag for Luxembourg. I think it's going to be tough, but they do have a fair few international players in there. Uh, Zagreb Assassins, I think it's going to be a bit tough for them, if I'm honest. Uh, but I'll give you a little bit of trivia. We're going to go through the groups. Group A is the only group where all five teams are playing their first ECL. Every Brilliant. other team has at least one team that have come before. So it's going to be a bit of an unknown quantity for those five teams, albeit they do have some players that have played in the Euros Experience. for their countries. Yeah, yeah, but I think Group A is a great way to get it going with five rookie teams, if you like, at the level. So I'll go to Group B, Hornchurch, Wimbledon, Hudinge, Prague and uh, Mechelen Eagles. I, I can't pick it. I just can't pick I'm it. Taking, I'm taking the fifth on this one. Absolutely. I, I, uh, well, Corey Ruckers, who is one of, one of my co-commentators, he's already decided that he's a Wimbledon man and he's he's given Hornchurch heaps already, saying they don't deserve to be there because they didn't win last year. Corey does, he know how many, does he know how many fans are coming, though? Yeah, he'll need security. Uh, he's yeah. not willing to pay for it. And he won't either because <laughs> there's moths flying out of his wallet every time he opens it. <laughs> No, it's all good natured. Corey's just, he's got a strategy of trying to make an enemy out of every team, and he's already yeah. annoyed about half of them. <laughs> but no, seriously, I will, the, the English sides, we know they're going to be class. Hornchurch, I suppose, with a leg up of having experienced it before, and you could see how much they improved from the beginning to the end. They almost yeah. went all the way. It was only a couple of incredible individual efforts, I think, that Absolutely. kept their hands off the trophy. Wimbledon, can't wait to see them. And I'm, I'm just super excited for them because for, a lot of guys that have played a lot of cricket, they're about to have an experience that I guarantee you they've never done anything like it. Even the ones that are in their 50s, like Alistair Fraser, I guarantee yeah. you he's never he's never done anything like this. And again, using that Hornchurch example from last year, to hear so many of those guys say, I've been around cricket for ages and I've played lots of types of cricket. I've never had anything that was just purely as joyful as the week. That they couldn't wait to get back. And I know that you have, have had a lot of them on the show. So... Um, Getting off the English teams for a second, though, they better watch out for some of these other teams because Mechelen Eagles, to win Belgium, they play, forget basketball, in Belgium, they play Belgian ball. And Belgian ball is a brand of cricket that makes basketball look pedestrian. Uh, <laughs> it, it is probably verging into the insane, although the English team lately are probably walking that line a little bit as well. Yeah. But they're going to be in, incredibly entertaining and they're going to give it a real crack. Hüttinger playing their first ECL from Sweden as well. Sweden is a country with over 70 clubs. Mm -hmm. And to win Sweden, you've got to play some very, very good cricket. And we actually saw them in the ECS last year in Sweden doing very well. And Prague CC are on a, a domestic streak in an ECN cricket of 20, which is equal top. Uh, they are the running champions of that European cricket series. Yeah. Again, they've got players like Naeem Lala, who's played first-class cricket in Pakistan. They've got some real big hitters in there. They're a very strong club in the Czech Republic. So, look, if I was well, – I know that a lot of the English uh, players will probably watch this that are going to come. I would say, look, go out. You can watch on the broadcast. You can watch Hüttinger play yeah, because they played in Sweden last year in the ECS and they're all free and live on YouTube. Mechelen Eagles, similarly, we were there in 2022 and they were taking part. You see a lot of those players and the same with mm -hmm. Prague CC. You know, they, they played in the European Cricket Series last year. So if they're smart, they might do a it's, bit of research. It, it'll be a great group. No two ways about it. Let's have a quick, but we'll breeze through Group C. So we've got 
Afion Karesa. Is that the mm. right way to pronounce it? Afion Karesa SHS. Very good, Ian. Not I think bad. maybe you'll be in the box with you, Sue, if you, with your pronunciation skills. Well, we are working on that. Um, CC Academic, Gamblers, Old Victorians and Alton. Uh, I think that's a really tight group. It is. Look, I think you go, you've got the Jersey side, uh, Old Victorians, for the first time playing and Farmers Cricket Club have represented Jersey in the last two. Yeah. So, I mean, some players, plenty of players to watch, actually. I, I'd probably say John T. Jenner's one to watch out. He had mm-hmm. a really good series, I thought. Uh, a bit hit and miss playing for Jersey in the, in the yeah. national, international team, uh, last ECC, but I think he's certainly one to watch. I think they probably go in as favorites for me. Alton are a wild card kind of team. They topped their group after day one. And they were bottom in the group after day two and they were out of here. They, they couldn't chase, I think it was 74 or 75 against the Gibraltar champs, Lathbury Lightning. That's how quick it can change in this two-day two qualification format. So Alton are probably contenders there, but I think Old Victorians, even though they're a new club to the format, Alton playing their third ECL, uh, but have struggled to get beyond the initial stages. I, I just feel like Old Victorians have enough experience there in the format when you combine yeah. with their quality to do it. Gambler's a bit of a wild card in there. Afion Karaisa, I think they, they have a, a big task ahead of them. Same with the Bulgarian uh, side, uh, CC Academic Sofia. But what I will say is that the Turkish uh, national side, uh, last, or actually the Turkish uh, national side had a bit of a hard time in the ECC. But last yeah. year, Istanbul KSK, they knocked over Portugal and Ireland. By the way, Ireland were topping championship week for most of it uh, yeah. by the end of the tournament. They came, I think, third in the whole tournament, and the Turks knocked them off. And I tell you what, I've never seen a team win a World Cup live, but that's as close as I've seen the celebrations get. I remember uh, well. And so, look, expect the unexpected, but for me, it's a bit of a two-horse race there. Old Victorian's favourite and Alton, okay. if they play out of their skin, might be able to knock them over. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Group D, the other big one as well. This is the big one, along with Group B. Byron, well, they're the ones who gave Hornchurch a right good spanking on that first day last year. You've got Drew, Empire, Ljubljana, and PUC from Paris. So you've got the two French teams in there. The French derby, bit of French on French action. Yeah, look, PUC came runners-up to Drew in the national championship last year. So Mm -hmm. actually, if Hornchurch want to feel better... 
They're not the only team there that didn't win the national championship last championship yeah. last year because PUC were runners up as well. Uh, but they get the second spot because to automatically qualify up front has another spot. Mm-hmm. Again, they're in the same group. I think their interesting dynamics is these two teams would have played each other quite a lot domestically and probably compared to in England where Hornchurch and Wimbledon might lock horns occasionally, but probably never. They, they've um, never played. Never played. Is that right? Okay, well, that's good to know. Uh, in France, they would have played each other a fair bit because there's less clubs mm-hmm. there. They also share some – each of those teams has players in the national yeah. setup or they've been around the national setup. Mukhtar, Mukhtar Ali Kalami is one to watch for PUC. William Singh's another one that we've seen playing for the French national team. So who's it out of? Look, Byron ended up uh, going close in their group last year. They made the final against the English side, Hornchurch and Group yeah. A. Uh, they'd have to play out of their skin. One thing about Byron that I always love to see – a lot of Greek-born and, and ethnically Greek players that have come through yes. the system there. Mm-hmm. Uh, George Skalanis is a guy always love to watch there in Greece. They're led by Mohamed Aslam, who actually used to play with Javid Mandad. This guy's like 53, and he puts me to shame. He's 10 years older than me. He's ri- uh, he can do it all as well. He can bat, bowl, keep, uh, and he's, he just leads the side very well. He gets them believing. Watch out for the big mummy, Ahmed Mumtaz. Absolutely. Uh, Okay, just quickly on the others, Ljubljana playing their first ECL from Slovenia. They have performed well in ECS cricket, but if I'm completely honest, Croatia is still a developing nation. That's the ECS they've played in, even though they are from neighbouring Slovenia. Uh, But Mm -hmm. I'm excited to see them get an opportunity. Empire CC, well, is this the year of the Finns? I mean, the the Finns have a bit of a history of crashing out, although to to give them credit, their national team did. Uh, finished third in their group last year. Some good players for the Finns. Empire CC. Jonathan Skamans is probably a guy to watch there, yep. uh, who's a very good keeper bat. He'll probably open the batting. He does a very tidy job behind the stumps. But <laughs> it's it's hard to go past one of the French teams. And look, I haven't even talked about Dreux. Hey, Dreux, no one had them even in the finals last year, never mind winning it. We thought you can't keep doing what they're doing. They did. No one's really talking about them to go back to back, thinking it'd be like lightning striking twice. But I'm not prepared to count them out. They've got Ahmed uh, Nabi there, who is just a, a six hitting machine i guarantee you whatever he's doing right now he's probably doing push-ups somewhere getting stronger so yeah that's that'll be a, that'll be a really fun group definitely group e so interesting one this rareberg four from scotland gozazalmi study grad and our friends from voc rotterdam this is a good group this is the other one that you know when you talk about groups of death maybe you can have two groups of death when you've got seven groups uh but Look, Forfisher, they came in and it looked like I had, I said, well, just give them the trophy now. You know, they looked polished. They looked, they had the skills. They had the attitude, which I think is very important as well. Mm-hmm. They had a really solid attitude from game one. They set the standard, I think, in a lot of ways. And they couldn't get out of their group because they ran into Drew on a yeah. hot streak and just couldn't deal with the top order during the final. So, Forfshire, looks forward to seeing Dino, Callum Garden for them behind the stumps. Jack Hoger, the Bison, didn't have a very good ECC for Scotland 11 last year. But in the ECL, he was very, very good. I like to see him bowling in the power mm-hmm. play. They don't have Michael Leask. He's unavailable for this tournament. I think that hurts him a little bit, that experience. But I oh, look, okay, let, so they're, they're contenders, no doubt about it. Let's see if they hit the ground running. Obviously, you've only yeah. got two... Two days and then the finals make or break. So you can't really tell who's going to come in hot. But are they capable to go through? Definitely. The Germans, BSC Rayberger, they are a side 
if you know how the Germans played in the ECC last year, like the Germans play a very attacking brand of cricket. Their own bats were just incredible, weren't they? Unbelievable. And to win Germany, to win the Bundesliga, and Germany has something like over 300 clubs now. So to be the pick of those bunch, you know that they're they're confident they're going to play an exciting brand of cricket. They love it. I wouldn't be surprised if they could get out of that group. Uh, also, yeah, but it's a tough group to get out of. Uh, Gozo Zalmi, they look really good. I mean, uh, Malta went pretty close in the ECC to knocking off the England eleven last year. Very um, close. Very close. And the other thing is that Gozo Zalmi, already a very strong team uh, with guys like Lala, a guy who once held the record for most sixes in an innings, 20 of them in his 140 early last year. Mebubali is his real name. Sishan Khan will lead the side who's been in really good form, coming back from injury, playing for Malta, and, and just yeah, kind of lead, leading the side really well. They've got some good bowling options like Fasil Rahman, but they're wildcard. So every team has allowed two players mm-hmm. that don't meet the criteria. So the criteria is you need to have played for the club in the last 12 months. Yeah. For various yeah. reasons, sometimes, for example, people have trouble with travel or work commitments. This is an amateur sport, really, in Europe. You've got to understand that. So sometimes other teams want to use them. Sometimes they need to use them. But you're allowed to pick up two players pretty much from anywhere. Now, mm-hmm. the, the wild cards that Gozo's Army have got, Brian Pushparajan and Basil George. Now, these are two guys that... Basil's have, playing for them. Basil, boom, boom, Basil is in their list. And they've already got the services of a guy like Varun Prasad, who's Captain Malta a lot, big hitting left-hander, has had his injury problems as well. But Gozo's Army, they're coming there to win. You know, they, they're a fairly new club. They've kind of changed the landscape of the Maltese club scene. And they're confident they're part of that Zalmi organization of clubs. And... Yeah, they, they're they confident. VOC, former winners, lost some of the key players that got them the trophy, though, in 2019. Yeah. Scott Edwards, their current national captains, left the club. Uh, Max O'Dowd's left the club. Do have some of the players that still have survived from that 2019 win, like uh, Rami Ubachaya, like Yota Schoenheim as well. Watch out for Tim DeCock, I think, at the top of the order. Yeah. He's a very, very important player to watch. Good young players like Steve Van Vingerden. Uh, good, look, to be honest, good blend, blend of youth and experience. But I actually think VOC Rotterdam, if you look at how they've actually performed in the ECLs since, it would be hard to say what's changed here compared mm-hmm. to the last couple of years. They were automatic qualifiers in 22 on account of winning in 19. Couldn't yeah. quite make it to the final. A similar story last year. So, I mean, maybe it's a good thing. They don't go in as heavy favourites. We know that in the Netherlands, cricket's booming. The national team's having a lot of success. That filters down to a very strong top classer. And to win that competition, obviously, they, they've been playing some good cricket. So maybe it's a good thing they don't go with that kind of favourites tag, and, and that maybe lack of expectation. Maybe it gives them the freedom to go out there and it's been a surprise. Just quickly, Sari grabbed the Serbian club. I'm so excited to have them in the tournament, but I don't know. They might have uh, walked under a ladder or something before <laughs> the draw because I, I, I think, you know, Serbia, there's some great things happening. They've got the Vukasic brothers who are Serbian teenagers who literally mm-hmm. came out of one of the school programs where they go around, they teach cricket. These guys have got a few years of cricket under their belt, and I'm looking forward to seeing them. But I, I think it'll be a big learning curve. Like I think if they win a game, they'll consider it a success. And I, I, and I, but I am really excited that they get the ECL opportunity. Group F, two left to go. This is one of my favourite groups, funnily enough. A lot of okay. teams in here that people may have heard of if they've watched a bit of European Green before. So you've got, from the bottom, I'll start with, Talon Stallions, they've been around a bit. Paki Kerr, Badalona, fabulous side. Independence, Donnerstadt from Austria and Crosby from the Island Man. Interesting. Yeah, what a, what a great, it is a really interesting group. You're right there. I mean, Pacai Care, I mean, literally today they, they crashed out of the ECS Spain here in Barcelona. But Pacai Care, they won it in 2022. And again, people think they could 
to go all the way. I mean, if you actually look at the last two ECLs, which are the only two we've had at Kartama, no one, no one ever really thought the winners could win, <laughs> and they did with uh, the English side uh, losing the final in the last two. Now, Pekai Care were automatically qualified for the championship week last year, and why I think that hurt them a little bit. Also, there's mm-hmm. been some issues. Just with the the organisation of cricket in the region, it came, came in a bit cold, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. I think I think there's been a lot of complications off the field that that kind mm. of hampered their preparation last year. They have lost Mohammed Isan, it looks like, which is a shame. You know, he's had a, a personal situation that he has to mm. take a bit of time away from the game. Now they've still got about a month, I think, until uh, maybe not quite a month, maybe more like three weeks until yeah. he. And I hope they can get back. But he had to leave the ECS early. And to lose you, such an important player. He's the leading run scorer all time on the network. He also is their wicketkeeper. And he's just got such a great record at the Hardham Rover, although he did struggle mm-hmm. a little bit at the top of the order last year. But here's the thing with Pakai Care. I don't spend too long on them. Uh, but they are former champions. They've got Big Muhammad Baba to open yeah. up for them. The guy that went viral for hitting one-handed sixes last week. Mm-hmm. He also hit 100 today without breaking a sweat. He's a, a key all-rounder. And their two wildcards, they've got Daniel Dorcaia back, who has been the form player for Spain, or I suppose one of them. Uh, also a gun fielder, yeah. a guy who's played a lot of high-level cricket in South Africa. And he absolutely, again, he absolutely loves the Cardamom Oval. And so you've probably got uh, him to open up with Baba. I think Isam would have batted in the middle order anyway. Mm. And then you've got the other wild card they're using on Sebastian Rutt, the, okay. the Dutch ECC winning captain yeah. uh, from 2022. So you throw those two wild cards in there and you're suddenly like, all right, they've got a good young bowling attack, Mohamed Atif, the leading wicket taker of all time on the network. Got some emerging bowlers in there, obviously missing someone like Mohamed Cameron who had that real kind mm-hmm. of uh, extra pace, that kind of intimidation factor. Yeah. But I think, I think they'll go close. Just quickly on the other sides there and it's really hard to split the others in a way you've got two very different contenders and I think they are both contenders in Donnerstadt of Austria they'll have someone yeah. like Rosalind Shikawa who's captain the national team a lot also they've got the wild thing Javid Zadran and Itibash Adida maybe to bowl the middle overs yeah. uh, and these guys if you've seen any Austria ECS you'd know like they're again a bit crazy in a good way but they've also got yeah. the quality in there and I think they're, they're another team, actually, one of the lost teams that qualified. But unfortunately, it was one of the years that we had to cancel because of the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Um, Independent CC, again, they fly under the radar a bit. But I'm telling you what, they when they're at their best, they're probably the best bowling and fielding team uh, when they hit their straps. So mm-hmm. I think you've got a lot of the national team representatives in there for Indies. Yeah, I, I think they could they could definitely put it together. Crosby, super excited for them getting an opportunity. I know they've been following. Yeah. Again, no real pressure on them, I think. They've got some good players. Chris Langford's a guy I really enjoyed watching for the Isle of Man national team. Yeah. They were playing in ECC for the first time last year. And I, I think same thing, you know. Make the finals day, see what happens. Every game's different, and, and if you can put together the perfect day, you might be able to come back. And then the other team in there, we're talking about Talon Stallions. Talent. The Baltic boss, Saif Uraman. Watch him. He's, yeah. they, they, they had no problem scoring runs last year, probably because yeah, he's basically Estonia's answer to Chris Gale. Got the hair, he's got the power, he's left-handed, but he didn't have a lot of help last year. Also, their bowling uh, was terrible, almost like they turned off gravity. I've never seen so many full tosses. So if they can <laughs> sort that out, then maybe they can win their first game because last year they couldn't quite get a game. They weren't that tough group with yeah. Hornchurch, uh, Hornchurch of England. Darmstadt CC of Germany, Byron, uh, Byron of, yeah. of Greece, uh, and Indies of Guernsey. So it's a tough group. Um, mm. But for them to go well, I think they've got to sort their bowling out and Saif Uruman has to go big. Final group. Oslo, Mouflon, Calpe Giants, CIYMS, and I can't... Cluj. 
and there's a story behind Cluj, which we'll come to in a second, I'm sure. Because there's a there's an, opposi- there's an opposition podcast who've decided that Cluj are the team to back, and they haven't got a clue about T10, have they? Are all podcast enemies? I didn't realize. Have you got a feud going on here? Not yet, but when I heard that earlier this week, I was like, really, guys? You know, pick somebody who actually you, you might know something about. Well, okay. I'll, let's start on Cluj then. Now, Cluj are one of the original eight clubs to yeah. come to the ECL, and Pavel Florin went viral for them, the, yeah. the native Romanian player. Who a lot of people would be aware of his his cricketing journey. They also played in the second edition, missed out in the third, where they didn't qualify. United CC, uh, Bucharest qualified for Romania last year. Couldn't really put it together. Cluj are back now. The last game Cluj played at the Cardamore Oval, they almost mm-hmm. knocked out the Scots, Carlton, back in 2022. Mm-hmm. And Anran Shaker played a fantastic innings. They've got uh, Taranjit Singh, who's no longer based in Romania. He's living in Poland now, but still plays for the club and still uh, wants to play for the national team. You qualify even if you then move yeah. and as long as you don't play for another country. So uh, to be fair to tell the podcast, which we will not name, I guess, I think that Arun follows that show, <laughs> who's the manager of Cluj, and he just kind of threw it out there. And I'm just happy if it, if it means more eyeballs on it. They've got publicity. Right. Brilliant. And, I, and do you know what? I'll happy back him on them. that. Absolutely. Yeah, so- Clues have have belief. Uh, they do have belief, especially you know pushing a team like Scotland. They were in a winning position in mm-hmm. that that finals match. Uh, so for them, I think it would be about running deep, hopefully finishing top two for them. And once you get to the final, anything can happen. CLYMS probably the favourites. If you but they had a slow start last year. You've got yes. Jason Vandermeer last year's MVP. You got Chris Doherty in there. I think that's it. They had an interesting strategy, which was weird. This is our top three. Come hell or high water, that you guys we're going to play you into the kind of form that you're unbreakable. Now eventually it did just come apart a little bit yes. on the very last day. Uh, but I found it. Interesting. I'm not saying it's a bad strategy. It's an interesting one. I think watch out for Jacob Mulder. He's the flipologist. He's mm. not many people bowl the flipper anymore. No one's really used to playing it. Bowls it a lot. He was one of the most effective bowlers, just flicking that ball out. So his father, Brett, played a fair bit of first class cricket for Western Australia, where I'm from. So uh, look, his dad's name's Piggy. They call him Piggy, so maybe he's the piglet, Jacob Mulder. I don't know. Uh, CLYMS, I think they have to go in as favourites. They did top championship week as well throughout the, the, yeah. the group stage in, in week four last year. Uh, look, I tell you who we're not talking about a lot that we probably should be Oslo CK Norway I always tend to fly under the radar they're one of the unluckiest teams I think uh, when you look at some of the cricket they've played, they haven't really made a deep run. Look at their mm-hmm. club last year, Fossum. They lost with the five penalty runs. Penalty, they slept and slept through the alarm clock, so to speak, the ninth over. Uh, probably they were going to go down to Beveren anyway, needed four off last over. Mm-hmm. They didn't need to get them in the end. But uh, watch out for Raza uh, Iqbal, who leads the Norwegian side. And again, he's just one of those players that seems to be able to do it against good opposition. And they're, they're going to be real contenders. And same thing with their national team last year, Norway. I mean, they had a really tough group. Yeah. They were devastated. They, they got knocked out by this. And, and if they'd won that game, I think it was the one of the minor finals. Who knows? They, they might have been able to go all the way. So yeah. watch out for them. I, I think that they are a real chance in this one, if they can put it together. That leaves Calpe Giants and the Mouflons. So Calpe Giants from Gibraltar. Again, they've got some good players in there. You know, we yes. just had a night series there. I do think, you know, given the size of their program, it'll be tough for them to compete. Uh, but this is where you just gotta hope that, you, that your, your stars can. It only takes one man to have a day out. And look, they'll have a lot of local support as well. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, they're based only about an hour, hour and a half away from the Carter Oval, so I'm sure. 
they'll get a few down there. Excited that they'll they'll have that opportunity. And, and just you never know. You look at the qualifier last year at Lasbury Lightning pulling off that win against Switzerland, essentially yeah. cost Switzerland. And then and then they won. They end up finishing third in their group. Mm-hmm. Could have probably gone higher. Leaving the Mouflons, well, they have the benefit, I suppose, of having played some cricket recently. Again, we've had a series in Cyprus to start the yeah. year. It was a, about a, a week and a half series. Mouflons didn't play as a club there, but a lot of their players did. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking, you know, we'll see some of the players like Chamal Sadun. Cyprus, because of the uh, the fact they're not in the EU, they often are given special dispensation to have uh, more wild cards, meaning mm-hmm. more, more non-Mouflons, because sometimes yeah. with the paperwork, it's been in the news lately, hasn't it, with Rehan yeah. Ahmed and trying, mm-hmm. trying to get into India, so it happens at all levels. So uh, often you will see some of the guys popping up that are not actually Mouflons, but from some of the other clubs, and, and that's the reason for that. So you might see a few people uh, popping up that you've seen before around that kind of national team kind of setup. And mm-hmm. the Cyprus side in 2022 was uh, Punjab Lions Nicosia. They actually went so close to knocking out Pakai Care the year yeah. that they actually won it. In the end, it was rain, stopped just in time, three over game, and they they didn't win. But they actually beat Pakai Care early on their group finals day. So, again, not prepared to rule them out. Cyprus play a real super aggressive game. They're probably not as mm-hmm. technical as some of the other teams. And a lot of the time, they'll get away with it at club level. But actually, what we saw in the Cyprus series is, you know, they do have some players that are pretty technical and still have that power so uh, it would have to be a a big week for them i think to make it out of the group but we know that cyprus side uh, have almost done it before so why not so yeah it's crazy we've just gone through 35 clubs i think we've Pretty much mentioned everyone to some extent. And, and not only mentioned every club, there's a player yeah. at almost every team that you can look out for. Definitely. And look, the beauty of this, if I'm completely honest, and this is the feedback we have uh, all the time about the ECL, is probably 12 to 15 clubs that could win it. And we know that now because clubs have come from the clouds before. They have the belief. These are all champion clubs. These are all winning clubs with a winning culture. Yeah. And yeah. they're going to come and they're just going to be going at each other. I'm not prepared to say even what I think finals week will look like, but I'm looking forward to the exciting the exciting cricket. The other thing is I do believe that you can watch it live and free on YouTube every day. So Absolutely. it starts at 10am t- UK time and it'll run up until about probably 8.30 in the evening, right? something like that. So like, I would love to get that interaction, get in the chat. You can Absolutely. Do things. You can actually comment. I'll be commentating most of the games. We can have a conversation and we can we can discuss what's going on. It's very unique that way. And I would absolutely 100% back that. That's how I've got involved with you guys. That's how we've really started to get close to what European cricket's doing. You know, get in that chat. There's some great guys in there. It's a really fantastic chat going on. It's building all the time, the amount of knowledge that's in there as well. And actually, there's some real proper cricket fans in there from around all over Europe, which is brilliant. Why wouldn't you be? I mean, Sometimes I call it cheeseburger cricket because, you know, it's not a test match. We're not trying to be a test match. We're not trying to, we are what we are. It's different, yeah. it, it, but it is entertaining. So uh, the reason I call it cheeseburger cricket, you know, if your test match is like your filet mignon at a yeah. Michelin star restaurant and then maybe your, your ODI, your T20 is like a good pub meal, maybe a franchise is, you know, like, your, yeah, you know, down the local so let, pubs. Let We're me just put some... <laughs> Some times in for people who are listening for the first time about European cricket. 10 a.m. Monday morning, first game. You've got two days of Group A followed by the finals day. Then on the on the Thursday, you've got a 10 a.m. Hornchurch kickoff their campaign, followed swiftly by Wimbledon at 12 noon. And if anyone right. wants to watch a proper scrap, it's Friday night under the lights at Cartimer. You've got Wimbledon versus Hornchurch in that group. Um, Definitely. I'm, Definitely. I'm not saying the planners have done that on purpose, but hey, good stuff. 
Let's see if Hornchurch can hold some catches under the lights. It cost him a little bit in last year's final. Absolutely. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, one of the beauties as well, if you recognise that the, the broadcast is there for you to watch, even if you can't watch it live, you can go back and watch it. Uh, and yeah. there's also highlights videos on our YouTube channel, ECN European Cricket Network. There's also player of the match videos. So, you know, you can watch a game in sometimes you know, a 10-minute highlight package to catch up. And so that's the beauty of it. It's a small sport of cricket. Um, can I give you one little, I'll drop a bit of info in uh, bonus for you. This it. is the European Cricket League, which is the, the Champions League of European cricket. But coming up, I already mentioned we have the Western Shield, which is the first ever British and Irish Knights versus Team Europe. Uh, yeah. It's still getting finalised. We have the women's version called the, the Meltool Shield uh, later in the year, which is the same sort of thing, British and Irish Roses versus mm-hmm. Team Europe. But what I was going to say is the Euros of cricket this year in September and October, where, where England level will be the defending champions, is the men's version. It's been broken up into two divisions this year. So rather than, well, we've expanded our 32 countries uh, involved, there will be a 22-team top division, if you like, and there'll yeah. be a 10-team uh, second division called ECCX. And it'll be mm-hmm. like Premier League, you know, how it was uh, 22 clubs when they first started, yeah. I think, in the Premier League era. And this is really exciting. So the, the tournaments will still fit together into that four-week window, but you'll have 22 teams playing for that ECC trophy. You'll have the 10 bottom-ranked teams playing for the ECCX trophy, which still has its own championship weekend, has its own yeah. finals day. And what is quite exciting it, and it's, the rankings are based on how the teams went last year, to be completely mm-hmm. fair and uh, impartial. But the top two teams from the lower division next year, they're up in the ECC. And the two worst performing teams in the ECC, they'll be down the next year. So I think that'll keep a lot of teams on their toes. And so I know for a lot of the people that are following European cricket, that might be some news that you might not know yet, uh, because we're still about six months, seven months off the start of that yeah. tournament. But I mean, the buzz among some of these countries that really know that they would never win an ECC at this stage anyway, you know, countries like Czechia, like Greece, like Estonia, many more. The fact that they will be in this X competition where suddenly they're they're looking at a trophy. They're looking at being winners, playing uh, countries around their standard. Yeah. And any one of those 10 could win it. Any two could get promoted. There's already a buzz around it. And it's kind of supercharging the cricket in those countries. And also the countries that are just up, probably countries like Romania, for example, would be one of them. They've got to be on their toes because they could be down the next year. So I think it'll, it'll breathe a lot of life into cricket. It already has at the international level here in Europe. Once again, ECN leading the way in the way you're going about it, organising cricket. You know, just, it's phenomenal. You, you don't stand still, is the best way to describe it, do you? That is true. Although I might stand still. It's been a long day. And after this, I probably am <laughs> going to hit the bed behind me because we've got finals day in Barcelona tomorrow. Absolutely. Uh, but... Yeah, thanks again for your support. I want to say to all the viewers out there, we wouldn't be what we are without the viewers and uh, the support that I get and all of us get at ECN to keep on doing what we're doing. Those that actually take the time to understand what we're doing for cricket and what we're trying to do, the fact we've introduced 7,000 players on ECN and hundreds of teams and taken it to a place that really five years ago we never thought we'd be where we are and it just keeps on growing. So that's a lot to do with how we receive the federations, the viewers, obviously yeah. everyone yeah. at ECN and, and the role that they play to, to get us on the park and keep us on the park. And from a cricket lover to a cricket lover, we say thank you very much, Vinny. Looking forward to it from 10 o'clock on Monday morning. I'll be there watching that first game, following it all the way through. And let me just say one thing, the 29th of February only comes around once every four years. So get this in your head. It's a very special day. This day has never happened then, we know now, where we'll see get see Hornchurch and Wimbledon 
playing on the same field on the same day in the same group. 29th of February, Group B starts. So that's the one. I'm sure a lot of our English fans, that's one to put in the diary. But warm up with Group A because that'll give you a taste for... You'll get very, yeah, you'll get used to it though, won't they? Definitely. Definitely. Thanks a lot, Vinny. Thank you, Ian. All the best. Always a pleasure. And I'll see you at the ECL. Thanks for listening to the Premier League Cricket Show. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on future episodes and stay updated on all the latest news, views and discussions from around the Cricket Premier Leagues. And be sure to follow us on X, formerly known as Twitter, and Instagram, at TPL Cricket Show, on both. Join the conversation, share your thoughts and connect with us and your fellow Premier League cricket fans. And hey, if you enjoyed the show, why not show us some love? Leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast platform as it helps other potential listeners to find us when they're searching for cricketing podcasts. Thanks again for being part of the Premier League Cricket Show family and until next time, have a good one. Sports Social Podcast Network.